We get asked all the time, what does it take to build a legendary marriage? And the answer is this, know yourself, love your spouse, and live on purpose. In today's episode, we're going to dive into everyone's favorite topic, yourself, and how we get to know ourselves. The Legendary Marriage Podcast begins now. If you're feeling more like roommates than soulmates, it's time for the Legendary Marriage Podcast. Every couple wants to have a great marriage, but the trials and challenges of life pull us in different directions. So we talk with amazing couples who share their stories and incredible experts who share their wisdom about building a life together. And at the end of every show, we give you a conversation starter so you and your spouse can build more intimacy and connection in your marriage by having conversations that matter. Hello, Legendary Marriage family. We have a very special episode today because we are live from Ocean City, New Jersey. OCNJ. <laughs> where we go every year for our family vacation. And um, it's super exciting. It's sunny. It's beach time. And we are glad to bring you the show live from the beach. So yeah. this is episode 86. And our guests today are us, our favorite guests. Yes, we'd like to thank everyone for having us on the show. Well, you're welcome. It's a pleasure to have you. Oh my gosh. Okay. I so was talking to myself. Did you catch that? Yeah, you're weird. I get yeah. it. Okay. okay. So today we're going to talk about the importance of knowing yourself as yeah. it relates to your marriage. Because a lot of times people say, you know, what does it take to build a legendary marriage? And the first key step is knowing yourself. And that may sound weird or selfish because I feel like a lot of times you think when you focus on yourself, that's like a selfish thing. But the truth is to bring your very best version, you got to know yourself. Yeah, we've had a lot of new family members join in on the show over the last few months. And so we wanted to take uh, just a little bit of time this week to kind of catch everyone up, have a family meeting, so to speak, so that y'all know what we're about, where we're trying to go, and uh, all that. Oh my gosh, Justin, I just have to confess something to our audience. Mm -hmm. We are actually standing in our daughter's bedroom right now. Well, it's... it's with, in, yeah. With a towel over her head. What's wrong with towels over our heads? Well, it's just very weird because we don't have our regular studio setup. Yeah. So we have our road mic and towels over our heads to try mm. to keep the audio from bouncing off the tile We've in the rental. We've gone mobile. We've gone rogue, I think. Yes. But, um, okay, so knowing yourself... You know what, I need to get a picture of this. Keep keep talking. I'm going to get a picture of this. Oh my gosh, this, please do. And I will, I will post it later. Okay, so part of knowing yourself is knowing how you're wired in your wounds from your past. And a couple episodes ago, and we'll include all these links in the show notes, Tanya Whittle talked about how sometimes the arguments you have or just how you operate day to day yeah. has to do with woundings from your past. Um, so, but I mean, I know we're all designed different ways. Like God made us different too. Um, it's just our wiring. Um, can I out you for something, honey? You can out show? me for anything. Really? Okay, sure. I got a long Feel list. Feel free, I'll edit it out. <laughs> so Justin, part of the way he's wired is, he, is from the time you were a little kid. This was something that you noticed. 
you were, what is it, ADD or ADHD? What's sure. the difference? Sure. Same same thing, kind of? Either one is a label I don't particularly uh, ascribe to or identify with, I think. But it has um, to do with your wiring in your brain. Sometimes when you have so many different inputs... Um, Mm -hmm. it's hard to concentrate on just the one thing. And that's, that's what I mean by that. And so sometimes in our relationship, when the kids are talking and the phone's ringing and we're trying to work and all this, Justin goes into overload mode and he gets, dare we say, angry, mad. I mean, it's not so much frustrated. It's not so much angry. It's just like overwhelmed. Yeah. But the cool thing is because you know about your wiring, you'll just say, which is really cool. I really appreciate this about you. You'll say, I got to go. I got to take five minutes, regain my composure and come back. Like there's just too much going on. You mean like after church this morning where for an hour plus (laughs) I had two, two, not one, but two little girls crawling all over me. You know what? Okay, this makes me think of, since you know yourself <laughs> so well and how you're wired, um, you share that with me. And so I also know how you're wired. So it was funny. As soon as it was like, duh, duh, the end of the church service, I leaned over to you and I said, do you need some time to yourself? At the same time, you said, I need some time to myself. <laughs> so it's like... The cool thing about that is you know you and you share it with me. So I know you better too. Um, Yeah. So thanks, honey, for sharing sharing your inner workings with me. Thanks for not giving me any time to myself yet today. Anyway, so this (laughs) idea of the wiring and wounding, it's really two pieces that make us up. The the nature of who we are. Uh, The first part is that wiring, the identity, the who are you designed to be. And there's a, there's a number of ways that you can look at this. Uh, one of our favorite is through uh, a coaching process that we, we call identity work. And it's looking at your core values and your identity based on uh, a faith perspective. What is, who did God create me to be? What is the brilliance and the beauty and the strength and the glory there? Um, but also noting that, there, that we have a shadow, and that's, that's where our wounding tends to express itself, is through our shadow. We show up and play small, and we, we act like crazy people, frankly, because we're unaware of how the wounding is shaping us as well. And you know, now, wounding, can, it can be a positive shaping or a negative. There's, there's this idea, you know, if you drop two glass bottles from an equal distance onto the same floor, one might break one way and one might break another way. And, and so wounding isn't necessarily uh, always bad. It isn't always about um, major high, I hesitate to use the word, high drama stories of abuse, neglect, molestation, uh, you know, things like that. Wounding happens, uh, for me, largely in, you know, a thousand paper cuts. It's little tiny things that add up that reinforce a message that say you're not enough, you don't have what it takes, you you will are not, nor will you ever really be a man or or a woman or worthy or mm. valuable or whatever it is. So our wiring and our wounding play into uh, who we are and how we show up, and it's so important to understand that 
and to do the work of exploring it. Okay. So here's here's my thought on that too. Some you know, I feel like our listeners may listen to that and they think, like, how do I do that work? How can I figure out some of the core ways that I'm wired? And we like to do some of the personality assessments that are out there. A lot of people have their favorites. Um, they have the Myers-Briggs, the Enneagram, the DISC, the Strengths Finder. Um, all sorts of things like that. Right now, I'm kind of geeked out on the Enneagram. Yeah. How about you, honey? What's your favorite in the moment? Uh, well, as a certified human behavior consultant <laughs> through Personality Insights, the DISC assessment is my tool of choice. It sounded a little hoity-toity there, honey. <laughs> it was just meant come, to... Come, it down, was, come down with the rest of us. Jeez. No, it was just meant to sound uh, professional, like the right answer. Oh, okay. Good yeah. job, honey. No, so so the Enneagram, for those of you don't, that don't know, people are assigned one through nine numbers. And so I am an eight on the Enneagram. But, uh, so again, <laughs> I, I want to say you are not an eight. That sounds very professional, honey. You have eight tendencies or preferences. <laughs> that's right? true. And, and that's, that's one of the key things with looking at any of these assessment tools is really understanding it's not about trying to diagnose somebody or yourself or cram somebody into a box sure. or label them or cram yourself or label yourself into a box and label you. It's about understanding uh, the tendencies, the preferences that you have. And, mm -hmm. and the second part of that is knowing that it, if you are at 100% uh, oxygen, right? If, if you take a big, deep breath of oxygen, your brain has all the oxygen it needs, your muscles do, your whole body does. Mm -hmm. But the reason we keep breathing is because after a few seconds, the oxygen level starts to decrease because the, the oxygen's pulled out of the air and, it's, and the carbon uh, dioxide's pushed out. Well, it's the same thing in life. When we're 100% oxygen, we're in our first preference. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I am a, I'm a pretty strong extrovert. If everything's going great and life is good, I, I'm, I'm outgoing. I'm an extrovert. Right. I, 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 I tend to be a, a healthy four in the Enneagram, a high I slash C in the disc. Um, I can look at my identity statement from Braveheart, my core values. I can look at all these tools and see healthy, uh, brilliance and, and strength and good stuff that I bring to the world. But when stress starts to rise, anxiety, circumstances change, I'll move, I'll shift preferences. So think of these, mm. these tools as, as like, uh, as a preference, not a box. And, and know that under different circumstances, we move, right? So you might be a mm -hmm. very strong extrovert in one circumstance, and you might move towards the other end uh, of the spectrum, towards introvert at the other end. Okay, I'm going to out myself. All right. So like I was sharing, I'm an Enneagram 8, which often people can associate with, with being assertive or aggressive or speaking it like it is. Um, so I really identify with an 8 on the Enneagram. So for instance, today when we went to do the podcast, I was like a dog with a bone. I'm like, honey, we're getting this done. Let's go do it. And then we can go out and get on the beach. And like, I was just relentlessly focused on it and mm -hmm. let's get it, get it going, which can be a good thing. I, you appreciate yeah, that it, about it me, don't you? Thing. It, I'm standing here with a towel over my head <laughs> as proof 
that it's a good thing. <laughs> and then, like, like Justin said, sometimes you get the unhealthy version of that or the shadow version, which is... I want to do I things just... well, and Danielle wants to just have them done. Yeah. And so... You, Danielle, you'll like you'll crank out something, but it'll be full of spelling errors and, <laughs> and irreconcilable sentences. But I'm a dog and, with a bone. And things like that. But but you're like it's done. But or or the shadow version of that is I can just turn into a beep. <laughs> a lot of times, female eights get accused with um, being a female dog i guess it is um with a bone do we say those words on our show do we say bitch on the show i don't know i don't know either when you're referring to a female dog (laughs) do we have to put the itunes explicit on this episode now i don't know no i don't think so okay but also so once you kind of know your wiring and wounding you kind of key into some of those core values you've taken some assessments you do some of the work to get to know yourself you have to dig a little deeper. Mm-hmm. It's It can be well, really fun to like know some things about yourself. And it's like, ooh, fun like trivia that you can share at a party or something. Mm-hmm. But unless you dive a little bit deeper and explore with coaching or counseling or even just by yourself. Spiritual direction, having, having a, a kind of a running partner, somebody, a mentor who can, who can speak into your life who can work with you to uh, to grow through those those places that you're not showing up in a healthy way. And it really does take having somebody as a guide in your life to grow through those places. You don't have to do it alone. You can't do it alone. It's not a good idea to. So find somebody who can help you, who can stand with you as you do the work to bring healing and restoration to your to your heart, your mind, your life. Because here's the deal. Wiring and wounding, all of it is shaping how you show up in every area of your life. But I'll tell you what, there's no place where it is more evident than right here in a marriage. Mhm. And I, and I was going to say I was going to say that too that you can also do a little bit of work on your own with God in it. And I'll give the super Christian answer here. And when you dive into scripture or have your quiet time or journaling or reflection, you can come to God with some ideas on how you're created. Or like I have all sorts of bullet points and notes about being an eight and questions that I have. Or like, God, is this really me? Like, show me an example of what this looks like, or how can I shift this to, to love my husband better or love Mm -hmm. my kids better. And there's a lot of answers that you can get by asking God some of those questions. And here's the thing. We, we all, but some people who have particular type preferences and things like that do it more than others, but we all tend to look externally to solve mm. internal dilemmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, and the translation, the simplified sidewalk version of that is, if your marriage isn't all that you want it to be, the first place to look is in the mirror. At yourself. <laughs> uh, I mean, and I know it sounds cheesy in some ways, but it's in the mirror. 
And you can always own some part of it too. Like even though maybe you say, oh man, my spouse is crazy. They're way off base. They're driving me nuts, whatever. They are committing uh, offenses against me. And that may all be true. And Mm -hmm. you can't control that. And every attempt to control, manipulate, push, cajole, uh, shame, or move your spouse toward growth in their life will backfire against you. Well, and I think too, if you're able to own some part of what's going on in your relationship, like Justin said, even if it's a really hard thing, um, there's a, there's a beauty that comes with self-awareness. So if you know how you're created and you can own certain parts of your identity or your personality you can shift it. Mm-hmm. You can ask, just even in the moment, like, can I do something different here? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think there's a lot of beauty in just knowing and pausing, and then you can shift something if you need to. But if you're totally unaware of how you're wired or how you're created or what your values are, how do you know when the light bulb goes on and you're like oh there's something here i need to dive into and that this is this is the number one thing i see in working with guys in particular the relationship implodes and a wife leaves or or vice versa and they 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 look up and they go wait what happened i had no idea it was that bad mm. what do you mean i'm showing up this way and doing these things i i didn't know that affected you and it it starts with being aware of yourself how are you numbing out tuning out zoning out edging out burning out in your life mm. because i guarantee you it's it's affecting it's impacting your wife or your your husband your kids it's impacting your work it's impacting your friends and neighborhood in so many ways. Now, of course, we want to say, look in the mirror, own your part, draw a circle around yourself, step into the circle, work what's on the circle. And I have to offer this one disclaimer because inevitably we will get some email. (laughs) If you are in an abusive relationship, it is not your fault, period. None of this is about making anything anyone's fault. It's about how do we grow in a healthy way as individuals so that we can be better husbands and wives, brothers and sisters, fathers and mothers, and so on. Okay, here's my question. Yes, yes, yes. Yes and amen. Thank you for sharing that. What is possible if you know yourself very well, like you know the inner workings of your soul, what is possible from that place? Well, I mean, I can, I can tell a story from our life. Back in 2005, we went through a crisis. I left a job and had trouble finding a new job in, a, in, a, in an area that, where the economy was really bad. And I was lost. And the, the job crisis turned into a financial crisis, turned into an identity crisis for me. Mm. Because if I, if I didn't have work, I didn't have worth in my mind. And that's, you know, it led to this to a lot of conflict with Danielle, with you. It, it led to a lot of fights, and it led to this this one moment where we've talked about before where we, we just laid out, I said, like, if you want out, uh, I don't blame you. 
and it was this pr place of desperation and insecurity, and I almost blew up our marriage because I didn't really know who I was. The same kind outside of thing of work, happened yeah. outside of my work. Mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't have an identity, and that wasn't really an identity. You know, I'd say the same thing happened around uh, 2011 when we had our first daughter. Like we had been fighting for almost nine years in fertility to have a child. And then we found out and the next day something in me just broke. And, and I, I, I just, I had physical pain. I had, I was just a wreck mm. and it took me going and getting coaching and counseling and doing the work to bring some healing for myself out of some of my wounding and also mm -hmm. finally addressing some of the wiring issues that I have. Not wiring like you've got bad wiring in your house, mm -mm. but just understanding how to work within my strengths, like Eric Williams talked about in that, ep that podcast episode we did. Uh, but understanding my wiring and wounding made me able to be able to show up as a good husband and a great father and so on. And I have a lot of room to grow. <laughs> Let's make no mistake there. But the result is of knowing who you really are is being able to create a life and, and a relationship that's healthy and whole and fulfilling and rewarding and fun and full of adventure. And these are all things that are deeply important to me. And I was sabotaging it for a long time. And for me too, I feel like it's more, it's like interesting things to talk about because who doesn't like to talk about themselves? Let's be honest here. Um, and, and, and sometimes, uh, just a confession here. Like sometimes we run out of things to talk about. Like, Awkward. I know it's like, uh, we're not talking about the kids. We're not talking about chores. We're not talking about bills. What's, what would you say we're talking about here? So this gives you a whole other avenue of things to talk about when you take some of these assessments we talked about, or you're asking God about, you know, who am I and who am I created to be and how can I bring my best self? So I think it's just more fun and interesting yes. when you do know yourself. So you have to know yourself if you're going to build a legendary marriage, because if you, you know, this sounds cheesy, but if you can't love yourself, you won't know how to love your spouse. And that's what we're going to talk about next week on the show. As always, we're talking about all the hot topics from the podcast and so much more over in our free community on Facebook. So come join the conversation at legendarymarriage.com slash community. You can find this episode and the show notes over at legendarymarriage.com slash 086. Finally, we want to help more couples have conversations that matter. So if you love the show, then please let us know. Jump over to iTunes subscribe, rate, and review the show so we know how we're doing and other couples can find us. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Legendary Marriage Podcast. This is Danielle and Justin reminding you, don't settle for an ordinary marriage. Make yours legendary.